Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you're listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the talk. Welcome, everyone, to Live Dharma Sunday for June 13th, 2021. Koyo Kobosa here. So very, very glad you joined us. Oh, boy. Yesterday, we held our memorial service for my wife, Adrian Kobosa, who passed away on May 20th. so it's been about three weeks now, and uh, we held the memorial service yesterday here at Bright Dawn Center. And um, it was a perfect day. Weather was nice. Um, not not triple digits. That's coming. That's coming <laughs> in a few days. The weather forecast says, and. Um, There were about 50 people that came, maybe uh, 25 people from the Kimura Muramoto side. That's Adrian's side. And then about 25 from the Kubosa Taniguchi side. Uh, And um, we had, uh, the service was at 11 a.m. And we had boxed lunches afterwards. Uh, You know, we hadn't thought about... um, in our planning, the COVID-19 uh, aspect, I, I, I had forgotten. And so I, I was thinking, well, be easiest to go out for uh, for lunch at a restaurant. And some restaurants, uh, Japanese buffet style, and they have a separate room and everyone goes in there. And, you know, we've done that uh, in this area for other many, many get-togethers. Um, but then my son was saying, well, gee, you know, maybe some people, would, they still don't go to a restaurant or you're all packed in, uh, you know, into one room and uh, so forth because of COVID. So we said, no, well, let's have a, let's have a lunch catered in. And that was so good. That was so much better than going to a restaurant we had. A 20 by 30 tent pitched outside our sanctuary, and the 
round tables were rented and chairs, white chairs were rented and the linen covered the tables. And um, my daughter-in-law, uh, Bailey, uh, she and friends made so many bouquets of flowers for each table. Uh, and uh, people took those home afterwards. And and uh, inside the sanctuary, the altar table, uh, we put the urn and flowers were surrounding it, very artistically uh, arranged. We had an incense burner there and um, this was, it was so nice, very short service. Uh, we had a couple of handouts. One is a Adrian's personal history and uh, which I wrote up it fit on one sheet, you know, and we had them printed up and handed out uh, as people, as the guests came in. And we had a printed program there. We had Adrian's picture, of course, and uh, my son Tate uh, was the chairperson of the service. Everything went smooth. Um, <clears throat> Reverend Marvin Harada, who's a longtime friend of the Kubosa family, he's currently the bishop of the BCA, Buddhist Churches of America, and he said, you know, he came, and um, so I, <laughs> I grabbed him, and we sat up near the front, and I quickly went over uh, an opening. Uh, well, it was a brief, uh, it was an abbreviated version of what's called Kanzen Dokyo. It's a very traditional chanting that was, I think the literal translation of that means uh, sutra in front of the casket. Okay. Uh, nowadays, you know, modern trend in most things is to simplify. Back in the day, if you had a long service, it was a sign of uh, more respect, I guess. But the trend, modern trend, is to simplify and make things shorter and convenient. So I have a, I put together a little very brief uh, chanting and translation. So I told Reverend. Marvin Harada, I said, okay, uh, after Tate <clears throat> gives the opening words, <clears throat> welcomes everyone to the service, then you and I will go up in front of the table, facing the altar table, because actually these words are directed toward the deceased. And um, he uh, chanted the... Uh, This very short passage, and I provided the English translation, which was written years ago by my father, Reverend Gyome Kubose. And uh, <clears throat> uh, then we said the Nembutsu. And uh, I, I think I mentioned uh, <clears throat> in my remarks 
that, you know, Adrian was a um, very straightforward person, and um, she didn't particularly care for chanting, or she didn't particularly care for Nembutsu uh, recitation. But there is a place for everything. And during the last month or so, when she was confined to the bed and her uh, cancer had gone into her uh, spine and she lost the functions of her legs, so she was confined to the bed, but her spirit was strong. And uh, uh, she started to say the Nambutsu. Namanda. Namu Amida Butsu, you know. So that's when the, the, the deepest things kick in. And I also remember uh, she told me that many years ago, you know, her mother, Mrs. Kimura, she once said she went to a lot of funerals and so forth, and and she heard my father conduct these services and she mentioned that the Reverend Kubosa says the same thing at all you know the same words at the different funerals and I thought gee but when it was my loved one that the service was for then those words were so impactful and helpful to me and I think that's the way it is one of my favorite saying is, um, great teaching requires great listening. <laughs> I don't know where I, what the source of that is, but, you know, uh, that is so true. So <clears throat> we did a short ritual and uh, Reverend Marvin well, it's so short. I I could uh, I could do it. Uh, Reverend Marvin says, uh, "Well, every, we do everything slow. We ring the bell. When I pick up the wooden striker to hit the bell, I raise it up a little bit. You know." Whenever you handle any kind of religious object, whether it's a service book or some utensil implement, you raise it up a little bit before you use it. You respect it. I guess a sign of respect is something that's put on a sort of like a pedestal above you. You know, this is, this is you know, we're honoring this. We're showing respect and gratitude for that. So if you notice... Every you know, it's a it's a devotional ritual. Whenever you handle religious objects, the person would raise it up and bow their head a little bit. Nothing exaggerated. That's too much. Just a little bit. Raise it up. Slight bow the head, and then use it for whatever you're doing. So I would do that with the striker for the bell. You do it for you when you pick up your service book. So Reverend Marvin uh, starts his chant. Luten Sangai Chu Onai Funodan 
Then I follow with the English translation of this, which says, I mentioned my father, I had my father do, so that would hear the meaning of these words too. During this worldly life, it is difficult to cut off human obligations and emotions. Now, these are all transcended and you have entered into the realm of absolute peace. Entering nirvana, becoming one with the universe, is the true way of returning all your gratitude. Then we bow, and I would say nembutsu. We do a little nembutsu recitation. Then I'd ring the bell again. Then we go sit down. That's it. Very simple. In the program, uh, you had the personal history read, which is very nice. We had a slideshow, which Adrian's older sister, Amy, put together. Uh, you You can't beat. The visual images, you see, when she was young and significant life events and so forth. Then we had words of remembrance. Some people that we had said, you know, invited to say some words of remembrance and they were present at the service and they did that. We had some people who were not able to attend the service, but they submitted written words of appreciation, about six people, and those were printed up at Kinko's, and that was also handed out when the guests arrived. They got a copy of these submissions of words of remembrance by different family, relatives, and friends, and they got a copy of her personal history that that I had written up. Very nice. Uh, And then after the words of appreciation for those that wanted to say anything, I I closed the service with words of appreciation. Uh, Very simply, you know, to lose a loved one is the saddest thing in life. But you receive so much uh, expressions of sympathy, really, you know, and support. Uh, you you really, uh, you know, deeply appreciate that. And I said, uh, my grief is deep, but so is my gratitude. That, to me, uh, hits at the core, you know, of my what's going on with me. And then the chairperson uh, took care of some business, you know. Well, we're going to have to clear off all the chairs in the sanctuary here, and we're going to put in the tables and switch over to lunch mode, explaining the procedure, okay, and so forth. 
pick up. Um, we had a couple of volunteers, friends that, well, we're in course called those that know the geography. Uh, we had box lunches. It's turned out much better than going to a restaurant. We had the lunch right on the facilities here and uh, box lunches. I think salmon, beef, uh, some of that, or now, of course, vegetarian boxes. And a couple of volunteers went to pick these up because the local caterer, he has some other, you know, he's a pretty busy guy. So he's about an hour away north and he couldn't deliver all the box lunches. So we had a couple of volunteers go up there nine o'clock uh, in the morning, pick up all the box lunches with big coolers. We borrowed, you know, there's a lot of fishermen in this group. And so you had these huge coolers, okay? And you put the box lunches in the coolers. Uh, we didn't take the caterers coolers because then we have to return them. And since we had a lot of fishermen who had these big coolers, we transferred the box lunches into our coolers and brought it, brought the lunch back. The caterer was <clears throat> Matsumoto's Samurai Kitchen. <laughs> I guess that's a big kick out of that. <clears throat> He's a food truck guy and locally and very well known in this locally. Yeah, uh, food trucks are very popular. They go and they set up in a you know big shopping center type of a parking lot, the truck, and for lunch mainly. People. <clears throat> so, Matsumoto, I never ate his food before. I never met him, you know. But he's the only Nihonjin. He married to a blonde. Uh, lady, I, I don't mean that in any pejorative sense, but they're such a nice couple. He's been around a long time, and <clears throat> it's kind of nice to keep it in-house, so to speak. Huh? Matsumoto Samurai Kitchen. And we got about it, <clears throat> you know, 80 box lunches. People could they have colored circle stickers on the top that tell you, you know, what what the main what the what kind of meat is used or no meat, and then they had on the side they have coleslaw and other side dishes that people can scoop in and put into the in their choice of the entree and uh, some were that ate inside the uh, sanctuary where. Chairs and tables were rearranged in there. Some ate on the tables under the tent. <clears throat> Some people went back to our house where in our dining room, living room area, there's there was the tables. Uh, and things just moved so smoothly, you know. It was so nice. And... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, and afterwards, <laughs> our usual crowd uh, of uh, card players, most people, you know, several hours later, most of the guests had left, and uh, so we played poker, the usual crowd.
and there's a, some uh, visiting relatives, my brother-in-law and his grandchild, Tad Asano, and, her, and then his grandchild, Ben. Ah, he must be about 16, 17 years old. You know, you got to break them in. This is a, some kind of a ritual that all of us have experienced, really, our local old-timers crowd. After certain gatherings, you play poker, you know? As a young man, I remember traveling when I was a college student in Berkeley for whatever the life event uh, <clears throat> gathering was. I take the four-hour drive down to Fresno area, Fowler. Um, Fowler, <laughs> look up Fowler. Small farming town south of Fresno. That's where my mom was born and raised. Okay. Uh, they have 40 acres, grapes for raisins. Sun-made raisins, they're probably grown in Central California. Huh? Uh, and then, as a young man, I would be able to join as a college student, join in with all the uncles. Uh, my mom had two brothers, and they married, the two brothers married two sisters. Uh, you know, uh, and they came from, a, uh, their siblings were numbered about 10. And uh, <clears throat> so there's a, have a lot of uh, relatives, cousins and so forth in this Fresno area. And that's one reason we settled in this area. This course code is about half an hour drive north of Fresno, north of North Fresno, you know. <clears throat> and Fowler is about, and half an hour south of Fresno. And that Taniguchi farm is still uh, owned by the family. Earl that takes care of the farm. You know, gentleman farmer, uh, they, they have a crew that, you know, it's quite common. They, <clears throat> the owners <laughs> of the farms, you know, they contract it out and get the foreman, and he has his crew, and they do all the necessary work for uh, grapes for raisins. You got to trim the vines. You got to disc uh, the, the rows, and, you know, of course, you got to harvest and all this stuff. Uh, still going on. And that uh, Taniguchi farm, my my grandfather, grandmother, you know, started that okay, many decades ago, and it's still in the family. You go back to that farm, you have such a nostalgic feeling of groundedness. Okay. When I was at Warner College in Berkeley, four-hour drive north, and uh, for special occasions, for holidays, for Thanksgiving, you know, we go to the farm. Uh, that is so precious. I never take it for granted. <clears throat> and now we're the old timers that are doing the uh, poker games after. And the young kids like Ben, you know, he's dry. He drives, so he must be at least 16, I guess. Okay. 
laying the groundwork for their groundedness. Um, Wow, let's see. I just jotted down some. The urn was surrounded by flowers on the altar table, and each food table later we had had the flower arrangements that people took home later. And my daughter-in-law Bailey, Tate's wife, she and friends, you know, they should be in the flower business. I'm telling you. And uh, uh, came ten, but I was really touched by one of our lay ministers. He and his wife came from the state of Washington State, and because uh, he said he sent me an email, I knew he was coming, and he said, you know, we're we're coming for the service. Um, he started the lay ministry program, Bright Dawn Lay Ministry Program, back in 2007. He was LM2. Lay Minister Two Group, uh, one of you know one of the long time bright on lay ministers in that program, and uh, right away he said, you know, he emailed and said, I'm coming to the service. So in a way, he represented all the lay ministers in our program, which Adrian was the. Dharma mother of all these guys, they considered her, you know, mother of the teachings, Dharma mother. Huh? She epitomized uh, that caring, giving spirit, okay? uh, take care of them, take care of the program, take care of the newsletter, take care of uh, <laughs> induction weekend and food and so forth. Uh, you know, it's going on and continuing on. Um, let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Whoa, I guess I'm going up on my 30. I just scheduled it for 30 minutes for... Live Diamond Sunday because I get too windy. Okay. It was a beautiful service. We played poker afterwards. So many people there that the cleanup is good. They, all the tables and chairs that were rented and the linen and everything. And uh, it was a perfect day. I could say that. Thank you very much. That's all for today's broadcast. Till next time. Keep going, and you have a beautiful day. Thank you.